All right. And I'm just going to continue. This is the rest of the book of Esther um, from the books of the Apocrypha in the Matthews Bible 1537 edition. And as always, uh, well, you really can't grab a modern Bible and read this because it's not even in it. Uh, and also, you know, if you like this, just share it or put it up on, just share it. Uh, like I said, I'm not making a penny off of this podcast. So, um, okay, so the rest of the book of Esther, and this will finish out from the episode I just posted, 4 Kings 17, and the first part of the book of Esther. There's only two chapters. Uh, but this is chapter 15. And let me get my light. The intro says, Mardokius moveth Hester to go into the king and make intercession for her people as she performeth his request. So chapter 15, it says, And upon the third day it happened that Esther laid away the mourning garments and put on her glorious apparel and decked herself goodly after that she had called upon God, which is the beholder and savior of all things, took two maids with her. Upon the one she leaned herself as one that was tender, and the other followed her and bare the train of her vesture. The shine of her beauty made her face rose-colored. The similitude of her face was cheerful and amiable, but her heart was sorrowful for great fear. She went in through all the doors and stood before the king. The king sat upon the throne of his kingdom and was clothed in his goodly array, all of gold, and set with precious stones, and he was very terrible. He lift up his face that shone in the clearness and looked grimly upon her. Then fell the queen down, was pale and faint, leaned herself upon the head of the maid that went with her. Nevertheless, God turned the king's mind that he was gentle, that he leapt up out of his seat for fear and got her in his arms and held her up till she came to herself again. He gave her loving words also and said unto her, Esther, what is the matter? I am thy brother. He be of good cheer. Thou shalt not die, for our commandment toucheth the commons, not thee. Come, come nigh. And with that, he held up his golden wand and laid it upon her neck and embraced her friendly and said, Talk with me. Then she said, Then said she, I saw thee, O Lord, as an angel of God, and my heart was troubled for fear of thy majesty and clearness, for excellent and wonderful art thou, O Lord, and thy face is full of amity. But as she was thus, was thus speaking unto him, she fell down again for faintness. For the which cause the king was afraid, 
and all his servants comforted her. And that's the end of that chapter. And we know that Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of God himself and is our um, uh, mediator. Okay, so the 16th chapter, it says, the, I got to get my magnifier. The, in, the intro, it says, the copy of the letters of Aserxerus, whereby he removeth, he revoketh those which he first sent forth. Okay. It says, the great king, Extaxerus, which reigned from India unto Ethiopia over a hundred and twenty-seven lands, sendeth unto the princes and rulers of the same lands, such as love him, his friendly salutation. There be many that for the sundry friendships and benefits which are diversely done unto them for their worship, be ever the more proud and high-minded and under take not only to hurt our subjects for plenteous benefits may they not suffer and begin to imagine something against those that do them good and take not only all unthankfulness away from men but in pride and presumption as they that be unmindful and unthankful for the good deeds they go about to escape the judgment of God they seeth all things which judgment hateth and punisheth all wicked wickedness. It happeneth oft also that they which we be which be set in office by the higher power and unto whom the business and causes of the subjects are committed to be handled wax proud and defile themselves with shedding of innocent blood, which bringeth them to intolerable hurt, which also with false and deceit, deceitful words, words and with lying tales deceive and betray the innocent goodness of princes. Now is it profitable and good that we take heed, make Search thereafter and consider not only what hath happened unto us of old, but the shameful, unhonest, and unnoisome things that the deputies have now taken in hand before our eyes, and thereby to be war in time to come, that we may make the kingdom quiet and peaceable for all men, and that we might sometime draw it to a change. And as for the thing that now is present before our eyes, to withstand it and to put it down after the most friendly manner. What time now, as a man, the son of Amadethu, the Macedonian, a stranger, verily, which is truly, of the Persians' blood, a f and far from our goodness, was come in among us as a as an alien and had obtained the friendship that we bear toward all people so that he was called our father and had in high honor of every man as the next and principal unto the king he could not forbear himself from his pride 
I'm going to pause, and uh, this sounds like Lucifer, the morning star. He fell from the kingdom of heaven from his pride, wanting to be God. Anyway, he hath undertaken not only to rob us of the kingdom, but of our life. With manifold deceit also hath he desired to destroy Mardocius, our helper and preserver, which hath done us good in all things, and innocent Esther, the like partaker of our kingdom with all her people. For his mind was, when he had taken them out of the way and robbed us of them, by this means to translate the kingdom of the Persians unto them of Macedonia. But we find that the Jews, which were accused of the wicked, that they might be destroyed, are no evildoers, but use reasonable and right laws, and that they be the children of the Most High living God, by whom the kingdom of us and our progenitors hath been well ordered hitherto. Wherefore, as for the letters and commandments that were put forth by a man, the son of Amadathu, you shall do well if you hold them of none effect. For he that set them up and invented them hangeth at Susus before the port with all his kindred. And God, which hath all things in his power, has rewarded him after his deserving. And upon this you shall, and upon this you shall publish and set up the copy of this letter in all places, that the Jews may freely and without hindrance hold themselves after their own statutes, and that they may be helped, and that upon that thirteenth day of the twelfth month adder, they may be avenged of them, which in the time of their anguish and trouble would have oppressed them. For the God that governeth all things hath turned to joy the day wherein the chosen people should have perished. Moreover, among the high solemn days that you have, you shall hold this day also with all gladness, that now and in time to come this day may be of remembrance to good, for all such as love the prosperity of the Persians, but a remembrance of the destruction to those that be seditious unto us. All cities and lands that do not this shall horribly perish and be destroyed with the sword and fire and shall not only be no more inhabited of men, but be abhorred also of the wild beasts and fowls. And it says that's the end of the book of Esther. And that sounds like the end day, the last day of earth. And... I'm just adding my personal beliefs from what I've been reading. I think it's going to, that the smoke from hell or earth is going to be a memorial for the kingdom of heaven. Just like men do, we put memorials out for like 9-11, the buildings. I think the earth and hell is going to be a memorial to the heavens to be a remembrance of what evil can do. 
Um, let's see. I might come back to chapter 18. Uh, this kind of... This is 4 Kings 18. This talks mainly sounded... I just read it tonight. This sounds a lot like Satan's realm. Uh, and it's Hezekiah, king of Judah. Putteth, this is the intro. Putteth down the brazen serpent and destroyeth the idols. Salamanzer bringeth Israel to the Assyrians. The blasphemy of Sennacherib. So this, I'll go ahead and read this. It's the 18th chapter of Four Kings. It says, The third year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, reigned Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, king of Judah. And this references the two Chronicles 29a. And this, just my note, it shows that the sons like Hosea and Hezekiah are sons of the evil rulers, but they're starting to change back to God's way. So this is uh, 2 Chronicles 19a. It says, Hezekiah began to reign when he was 25 years old and reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abia, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that was right in the sight of the Lord at all points, as did David his father. He opened the doors of the house of the Lord in the first year of the first and first month of his reign and repaired them. And he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street and said unto them, Hear me, you Levites, purify yourselves and hallow the house of the Lord God of your fathers and bring out the filthiness out of the holy place. For our fathers have trespassed and done ever, ever favoredly in the eyes of the Lord our God and have forsaken him and turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned to their backs. And it says, his mother's name was Abby, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did that pleased the Lord. Whoops, I'm sorry. No, that's good. And he did that pleased the Lord in all things, like to David his father. He put away the hill altars and broke the images and cut down the groves and all to break the brazen serpent, brazen serpent that Moses made. For unto those days the children of Israel did burn sacrifice to it and called it Nehestin. And that is a thing of brass. N-E-H-U-S-T-A-N. Okay. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him came none like him among all the kings of Judah, neither among them that went before him. He clave to the Lord and departed not from him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and whatsoever he took in hand, he did it wisely. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria. 
and served him not. He bet up the Philistines, even unto Asa and the coast thereof, both in castles and garrisons and strong cities too. And the fourth year of King Hezekiah, which was the seventh year of Hosea, the son of Elah, king of Israel, came Salamancer, king of Assyria, upon Samaria and besieged it. And they took it at the end of the of three years, which was the first, the sixth, I'm sorry, the sixth of Hezekiah, that is to say the ninth year of Hosea, king of Israel, was Samaria one. And the king of Assyria did carry away Israel unto Assyria and put them in Hala and in Nabor on the river Gosim and in the cities of Medes because they would not hearken unto the voice of their God but transgressed his appointment and all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded and would not hear nor do the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah came Sennacherib, king of Assyria, against all the strong cities of Judah and took them. And there's a couple references. It's 2 Chronicles 32a. Okay, 2 Chronicles 32a. After these deeds and truth, Sennacherib, king of Assur, came and entered, and entered into Judah and pitched against the strong cities and thought to draw them to him. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his captains and men of might to stop the water of the fountains that were without the city. And they were content to help him. And so there gathered much people together and stopped all the wells and the brook that ran through the midst of the land, intending that the kings of Assur should not find much water when they came. And he went to lust lie and built up the walk, I'm sorry, and built up the wall where it was broken and made towers upon it, above upon and yet another wall without, and repaired Melo, M-E-L-O, the city of David, and made many darts and shields. And it has another reference to Isaiah 36a. And Isaiah 36a. It says, In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah came Sennacherib, king of the Assyrians, down to lay siege unto all the strong cities of Judah. And the king of the Assyrians sent Rabsakeh, yeah, from Lachis toward Jerusalem against King Hezekiah with a grievous host which set him by the conduit of the overpole in the way that goeth through the fuller's land, and so there came forth unto him Eliakim, Helikia's son, the president, Somna, the scribe, and Joah, Asaph's son, the secretary, and Rabsaki, 
said unto them, Tell Hezekiah that the great king of Assyria saith. Now this, that's a sign it's not from God. This is my own words. Usually it's the Lord saith. This says the great king of Assyria saith this unto him. What presumption is this that thou trustest unto? Thou thinkest peradventure that thou hast counsel and power enough to maintain this war? Or else whereto trusteth thou that thou casteth thyself off from me? Lo, thou puttest thy trust in a broken staff of reed, I mean Egypt, which he that leaneth upon it goeth into his hand and shooteth him through. Even so is Pharaoh the king of Egypt unto all them that trust in him. And then we're going to Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha. It looks like 48.1 or 48. Hang on just a second. Looking for Ecclesiasticus. XL8. 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 E. It's, okay, here we go. It says Ezekiel made his city strong conveyed water into it, digged through the stony rock with iron, and made up a well with water side. In his time came Sinahiro up and sent Rabsaki, lift up his hand against Sion, and defied them with great pride. Then trembleth their hearts and hands, so that they sorrowed like a woman travailing with child. So they called upon the Lord, which is merciful, and lift up their hands before him. Immediately the Lord heard them out of heaven and delivered them by the hand of Isaiah. He smote the host of the Assyrians, and his angel destroyed them. For Hezekiah had done the thing that pleased the Lord and remained steadfastly in the way of David his father which Isaiah was great and faithful in his visions. In his time, the sun went backward, and he lengthened the king's life. With a right spirit prophesied he what should come to pass at the last, and to such as were sorrowful in Sion he gave consolation, wherewith they might comfort themselves forevermore. He showed things that were for to come and secret, and ever they came to pass. And that's the sign of a true prophet. I'm just adding that while I'm turning back to four kings. And it says, Whereupon Ezekiel, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria to Lachius, saying, I have offended, but depart from me, and what thou puttest on me, that will I bear. And the king of Assyria appointed unto Ezekiel, king of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and also in the treasure of the king's house. Now this references the 4 Kings 7D. Let me 
pull out my marker, Force Kings 7D. Let me make sure. Yeah, 7D. And it says, and they followed after them even into Jordan and sea. All the way was full of clothes and vessels which the Syrians had cast from them for haste. And the messengers returned and told the king, and then the people went out and robbed the tents of the Syrians. And so a bushel of flour was sold for a sickle, and two bushels of a barley for a sickle, according to the word of the Lord. And the king set that Lord on whose hand he leaned to keep the gate, and the people trod him in the gate that he died according to the saying of the man of God, which he said when the king came down to him. And it came to pass according to the word of the man of God to the king, saying, Two bushels of barley for a sickle and a bushel of barley for another shall be tomorrow this time in the gates of Samaria. And the Lord answered the man of God and said, Though the Lord made windows in heaven, yet would this not be? And the other said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thy eyes, and shalt not eat thereof. And so it chanced, for the people trod him underfoot in the gate that he died. And it says, uh, And the said season, Hezekiah, rent of the doors of the temple of the Lord and the pillars which that said Hezekiah, king of Judah, covered over and gave them to the king of Assyria. And the king of Assyria sent Tharthan and Rabsaxus and Rabsaki from Lachius to king Hezekiah with a great host to Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem and went and stood by the conduit of the uppermost pole, which was in the way to the fuller's field, and called to the king, and there came out to them Elikim, the son of Helkiah, steward of household, and Sabna the scribe, and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder. And then Rabsaki said to them, Tell ye, Hezekiah, I pray you, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria. Okay, I'm just adding this in. That sounds like a reference to Satan or Lucifer. What confidence is this that thou hast? Thou wilt happily speak a light word that thou hast counsel and power to make war. On whom then doest thou trust that thou rebellest against me? Dost thou trust, trust to the staff of this broken reed Egypt, on which, if a man lean, it will rent into his hand and pierce it? For even so is Pharaoh king of Egypt unto all that trust on him. Now, and then it, I'm sorry, it says, If you say unto me, We trust in the Lord our God, and here's a reference to 2 Chronicles 32c. And let me just flip over to it. 
32c, it says, Thus saith Sennacherib, king of Assur, Wherein do you trust, O you that are besieged in Jerusalem? Hezekiah deceived you to deliver you to death, hunger, and thirst, saying, The Lord our God shall rid us out of the hand of the king of Assur. Is it not that Hezekiah that put down his hill altars and his other altars and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, Before one altar you shall bow yourselves and upon that offer also. Moreover, have you not heard what I and my fathers have done unto the people of all lands? Were the gods of the people of other lands, I'm sorry, were the gods of the people of other lands able to save their lands out of my hand? Which of all the gods of those nations that my fathers destroyed was it that could deliver his people out of my hand, that your God should be able to, to deliver you out of my hand? Wherefore now, let not Hezekiah deceive you, either persuade you of this fashion, nor yet deliver him, or I'm sorry, nor yet believe him. And now remember, Hezekiah was coming from the wicked rulers and he's a righteous man following in David's footsteps. And so now you have the king saying, don't let him deceive you. So this is clearly Satan. Um, and I'm just going to pick back up. And it says, if you say unto me, we trust in the Lord our God, is not that he whose hill altars and other altars too, Ezekiel hath put down and hath said unto Judah and Jerusalem, Bow yourselves before this altar here in Jerusalem. And now join thyself to my Lord, the king of Assyria, and I will deliver thee 2,000 horses, if thou be able to set riders upon them. And if thou be not, how then are you able to resist one of the least dukes of my master's servants? And that is the false gods, the dukes of Satan, is what I think it references to. It says, Or trustest thou to Egypt for chariots and horsemen? Moreover, thinkest thou that I am come without the bidding of the Lord to this place to destroy it? No. The Lord said to me, Go up to this land and destroy it. Then said Elikam, the son of Helkiah and Samna and Joah, to Rabsaki, speak, we pray thee, to thy servants in the Syrian's language, for we understand it, and talk not with us in the Jews' tongue, in the ears of the people that are on the walls. And Rabsaki said unto them, Hath my master sent me only to thy master and to thee to speak these words, or rather to the men that keep the walls, that they shall eat their own dirt and drink their own piss with you? And so Rabsaki stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and spake, saying, Hear the saying of the, I'm sorry, Hear the saying of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus saith the king, Let not Hezekiah beguile you, for he is not able to deliver you out of my hand. Neither let Hezekiel 
Hezekiah make you trust to the Lord, saying, The Lord shall surely rid us, and this city shall not be delivered into the hands of the king of Assyria. Hearken not unto Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, Deal kindly with me, and come out to me, and then eat every man of his own vine, and of his own fig tree, and drink every man of the water of his own well, till I come and set you to as good a land as yours is, a land of corn and wine. So this is not the land of milk and honey. This is Satan's. This is hell. A land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees, of oil and of honey, and you shall live and not die. And hearken not unto Hezekiah, for he will beguile you, saying, The Lord shall deliver us. For hath the gods of the nations delivered any god his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hemath and of Arphid? Where are the gods of Sepharium, of Anna and Aya? Did they deliver Samaria out of my hands? What god of any land hath delivered his land out of my hand? that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand. But the people held their peace and answered not him a word, for the king had commanded, saying, Answer him not. Then Elikim the steward of household, and Sabna the scribe, and Joah the son of Asaph the recorder, came to Hezekiah with their clothes rent and told him the words of Rabsaki. that's it for tonight guys i hope you enjoyed it and hope it helps in all of our journeys Mm -hmm.